Howdy there, my fellow distance fellas. This is Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Happy Friday. I have to say, I'm usually a little upset when I reach Friday because it means that I have to go a couple days without hanging out with you. However, this Friday, I have to say, I am quite glad that it is in fact Friday and the week is wrapping up. Not because I'm happy that I don't get to spend time with you, but because this week I have been so scatterbrained, more so than usual. You know, usually I just forget a couple things like, oh, I'll forget to take out the trash when I'm asked and, you know, that's fine. But this week it has been all over the place. I've forgotten several things and I've had to resort to making intense checklists just so I remember to do things because otherwise things won't get done. And I know this can be common for some people, but for me, I usually at least remember to do things by the end of the day, but nope, everything's just been slipping my mind recently and I think it's just this is not my week. But hey, you know what? That's all right, because at least it's time for my favorite day of the week, Ask Peyton on Friday. Now with tapioca purring distantly in the background because she refuses to leave my lap, but that's what makes a good co-host in my mind. So today we are going to be answering your questions. And of course, if you have questions that you would like to be featured on next week's episode, you can email them to Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N at storyarkark.org, and I will be more than happy to answer those for you just like I will be doing right now. So let's jump straight into it. Okay, my first question of the day comes from Kaylee, who asks, Hey Peyton, what is your sense of style like? Well, I get this question because you cannot see me, and so I would like to help you paint that word art picture in your mind of what I look like and what I'm doing. Tapioca is just going to continuously purr in the background because she is very sweet like that and a fantastic co-host. Now, I will say this, is that 99% of my wardrobe is dad shirts, which is just a funny patterned button-up or a Hawaiian shirt that a dad would wear to a barbecue. I find these to be my favorite item of clothing because when worn, they give an air of professionalism and suave, you know, just in the way that only a tacky Hawaiian shirt can do. I highly recommend them if you're looking to try out something new. Tacky Hawaiian shirts from any secondhand store, absolutely fantastic. I get most of mine from Ragstock, actually, which is where I get 90% of my wardrobe. Now, on top of that, currently, my sense of style has been the same two pairs of sweatpants and uh, cycling through of t-shirts, but usually, when I'm not in quarantine, it's just jeans, a t-shirt, and then my fancy flair of a Hawaiian shirt. Now, I will say, every performance artist, in my opinion, needs some sort of article of clothing that is like their power outfit, you know? Maybe it's like a necklace that you feel really connects you to what you do, or a pair of socks that are your lucky socks or something. But for me, it's my clown shoes. I have these really nice little dress shoes that are red and floral patterned, and they look like clown shoes or bowling shoes, and they're very tacky, but as are most things in my wardrobe, so they fit perfectly, and I wear them to stand-up events when it's not quarantine mode, and I think that they bring me a lot of good luck, you know, paired with a Hawaiian shirt, I really, really know how to run a room. I will say it took me a while to find my sense of style and to really fully adopt and embrace what I like to wear. I don't think I actually started dressing as I do now until, like, midway through junior year, but 
Now I'm very confident in what I like to wear, and I think that a lot of people should be. I think that no matter what you like to wear, it's just about expression, baby. So if you want to wear cloaks and dress like it's the 18th century, go ahead, you know? Just do whatever you want, right? I hope that answered your question. That was probably the least rambly answer I've ever given. So that's impressive and a score for the podcast. But I will go on now to my next question. I'm asked, what is the hardest part about recording with your lovely co-host, Tapioca? Now, I bet this one she could answer, right? Well, the hardest part would be the fact that she really likes to sit in my lap, and that makes it sort of hard to record because when she sits in my lap, she just makes noises like purring, and it can kind of mess with the audio, but, you know, I think that that's just her contributing to the podcast, so I really, I I let her do it, and I think it adds a sort of spark to the podcast that a lot of other podcasts don't have because they do not have kitty co-hosts. I will say, though, that every time I'm recording, she decides it's time to run around if she's not sitting in my lap. So it's either her sitting in my lap and purring or her running rampant around my room and making noise with anything she can find. Now, one option I greatly prefer, and that is her just peacefully sitting in my lap and occasionally batting at my face. I can deal with that, but running around and really messing up my audio by kicking around every single crinkling object in my bedroom... A little bit different. I still love her, and I know she's just trying to help out, but it is a little bit harder to edit those episodes, I will say. Oh, and aside from that, when she wants to jump into my lap when she's in that crazy mode, you know, and running around my room making noises, she will want to switch over and go into sitting in my lap mode, which means that she will hastily jump up onto my lap and dig her claws into my legs. And I know that that's just a little love sign, you know, she's just trying to tell me how much she cares, but it's a little bit surprising. So... I will now show you an audio clip in which I was recording and she jumped into my lap and dug her claws into my leg and I was not expecting it. This is from last week and I think it's really funny. So roll the clip. I wouldn't say I have much suave and and this example isn't really a good showcase of charisma. Yeah, that's just what a cat owner's life is like, is a consistent stream of will I be attacked or not? But, you know, it's worth it in the end because our little furry friends are the light of our lives. Speaking of which, I was using an online generator to get a couple more questions because I ran out of them. And that's alright, because it's been a scatterbrained week for me too, so I just sort of assume that everyone's been all over the place. And one of the questions that I was generated with was, if you could turn anything into the size of a horse, what would it be? And I thought for a minute, and then I realized, tapioca. Heartbeat, it's tapioca. And... I think that maybe I could just go out and, I don't know, procure a tiger somewhere, which I don't think I could do because they're so cute and definitely would eat me without a moment's hesitation, and I would let them. So essentially, yeah, I would just turn tapioca into a horse-sized tapioca, and I feel like I would either get crushed when she lays atop of me, or I would have the best bed in the world. I feel like she would be just amazing to lay on. And also, could you imagine me riding into battle on a giant tapioca? Like, how is that not the best thing ever? Like, I know in in old war movies and all the soldiers are riding in on horseback, I just want to be in there, except I'm riding in on catback and absolutely killing it in every aspect. I mean, I look great because I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt, obviously. Tapioca's probably wearing a custom-made matching one, and we're just going into battle like that? I think it's a big win. And of course, we're not really battling because she'll just hug everybody and lick them, and it'll be very cute, but a little scary because it's a big cat, but she's just trying to show some love, so no harm in that, really. 
I don't think I'm fit for a battlefield in that case, but you know, I'd have fun with my cat, and I feel like she'd like running with the horses. Also, when I was getting these questions generated, I was using just a the first one that popped up on Google, and I typed in question generator, and they really spanned every kind of question you could get asked, and I was not prepared for that, because I was thinking, like, would this be good to be used? And the first one I got generated was, what is the opposite of a koala? And I was like, all right, interesting, but not exactly something that I would personally have an answer for that would be interesting. And then the next question I got was about the societal impact of banishing all country lines and just having one whole singular country. And I was like, what What kind of jump in questions is that? I was not prepared for the jump from, oh, koalas, what are they like, to, and now we're going to talk about the socioeconomics of a new city-state. Okay, I guess that's a jump you could make, but what kind of conversation would you be having where that's the leap? I mean, sure, I've had conversations that jump like that, where the answer to the koala question could then lead into the socioeconomic impacts of certain movements, but why would a question generator be asking me such things? I feel like there should be a setting, you know, that's like, do you want deep questions or not? An additional development that just came about is that it started raining, which I was not prepared for, and as I've stated before, I cannot control the weather, so it's another episode of COVID Operation ASMR Edition. That's okay, though, because I happen to really enjoy the sounds of rain. I don't know about you, but it's very calming to me, and in addition, it reminds me of Minecraft, which is probably one of the best games ever. I am a gamer. I play very good games like Minecraft and Stardew Valley, and I pretty much exclusively play games in which you can run around and farm, which is weird, but that's just my style, you know? I just like the simple games, they bring me joy. But I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, Minecraft sure is great. And going on with the theme of, of course, doing my random question generator, I thought to myself, you know, if I could be in any game, it'd probably be Minecraft. And it took me a second before I realized that Minecraft is basically just a reflection of our own world, but in block form. And why would I waste a wish about going into any video game world in the entire universe and I would select Minecraft? But no, I'm going to prove my point right here, right now, that Minecraft is probably the best option if you want to stay sort of close to home, but also have a thrilling adventure because it's Minecraft. And let me tell you, in real life. You cannot go from the mountains to an alpine forest to the plains and then to the ocean and be able to ride with dolphins into the great deep abyss and be able to go and explore some sunken city and a temple underwater in order to get treasure. Like, you can't really do that in real life unless you're very dedicated and have access to a jet and a whole bunch of stuff, but I don't. And in fact, if I were to walk about the same amount of time, I think about maybe half an hour in game, I would definitely just be in more woods where I am currently. So if you're trying to figure out a video game world that would be fantastic to go into, it's Minecraft. Obviously, Minecraft 100% of the time. Or maybe Animal Crossing would be a close second for me, but I think maybe the thrill of Minecraft with the zombies and whatnot would be fun. Of course, it is a little bit scary when they're just video game monsters, but, you know, I feel like it'd still be entertaining and and also exploring what it would be like to live as a block would be interesting and some sort of look into the world that you wouldn't get before because they say walk in other people's shoes, but they never say walk in other people's blocks, right? And that's probably the saying from Minecraft. I know I'm going way off track here, but that is a staple of the way I talk is to just go on massively long tangents that make no sense. So that's my Minecraft tangent for the episode and for the week. So, you know, I have very strong opinions about farming games and they're the best ones. Also, can you imagine just riding a 
blocky horse, like how fun that would be. I talked about riding a tapioca, but a blocky horse? Imagine what that would be like. I feel like it'd be really fun. I will end the Minecraft rant there with the final conclusion question that I was randomly generated. It asks, if you were a clown superhero, what would your powers be? And I think this is a perfect concluding thing because I am training to be a clown, of course, going to comedy school, so I feel like I'm probably the most qualified to speak on the subject. And I'm just gonna say, we already are superheroes, us comedians. And you know why? It's because if you're laughing, you can't really fight. Like, you're not gonna beat up someone because they're making you laugh, right? Say there's the big criminal and they're breaking into a museum to steal some big diamond for their evil plot, right? And I, clown woman, jump into action ready to fight. I just start making the supervillain laugh so hard that their stomach starts hurting and then what are they gonna do? They're gonna continue with their evil plot? No they won't be able to because they're so focused on laughing, right? It's a sort of deep-seated reaction if you get a good enough laugh going. So they can't continue with their evil plot and therefore I can just, you know, walk around them, pick up the diamond, pocket it, and then walk away to a safe place all while they're just laughing away in the corner. It's perfect. It's genius. There are no downsides or faults to that and no one can argue with me. I refuse to believe that. Would this be more of a sidekick character in a comic book? Yes, probably. Would I be probably one of the least liked superheroes? Also, yes, probably. But hey, you know what? There's not a lot that a person with arthritis can do as a superhero because just sitting hurts sometimes. So what do you want me to web sling? No, I can't do that. I'm better off just being comic relief that actually can do something at least. So, you know, I think clowns already superheroes. Besides, laughter is the best medicine for everything, so really, if you're gonna hire anyone to be a superhero, pick a clown. But I suppose I will end my little tirades for the day. I hope you enjoyed them, as I hope you enjoy all of my episodes. Today was the big 4-0, so we've completed 40 whole episodes, which is insanity to me, but I'll still be here next week. Don't you worry, just because we hit a milestone like that doesn't mean I will ever shut up. So I thank you for sticking with me this long, or if you're just joining me, thank you so much for checking out my podcast, and I hope you appreciated it. And there's a bunch more content for you to listen to if you're interested, so I implore you to go ahead and check that out. So that is everything for me today. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe out there. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. I will see you. Thank you so much. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.